How you doing? That brother's name is Brother Brandon Berg. What's going on, my brother? Yes, it is. I'm here. That brother's name is Vincent Mary Carrasco, and you are listening to The that Brother, brother Hut. Hut. Did you see our new logo, bro? I vamped it up. I think it looks a lot more biting mm. for all you listeners. You might like that better. What, did you see that? I did, yeah. You put it on Facebook, right? It was a yeah. little ghosty, but I like it. It's, a got, ghosty, it's, yeah. got, cool, it's got cool attitude, man. Because at first it was just, like our like faces... You. Like right in you know, right right in your face, our faces right in your face, and then I backed it up so it's like we have no face now, you know, <laughs> no eyes, no mouth. <laughs> you know what I'm you saying? Did. It's true. <laughs> so, but yeah, I like it. Yeah, it looks good. Uh, nice. Yeah, thanks for working on that. What do you sure. do? You just be inspired by something, or you just? I don't know. Well, it's because I was in class. This is probably bad. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I was in the middle of class. So I was like, I got to, I got to, I was like, yeah, I was inspired. So, uh-huh. nice. but yeah, so I changed it up, you know. Because I look like I'm doing a TikTok dance, like that one where you have a little gun in your hand or whatever. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. But, like, I'm not. Yeah. So I'm what I did it. was I just took two photos and just like uh-huh. put them together. So they're okay. like separate. Yeah. But. But anyway, yeah. Nice. Yeah, yeah it's, it's cool. Thanks for working on the logo, man. I, I like our old one, too, but I'm excited for new stuff. Yeah, new stuff. And plus, it's 2021, new year, you know. It's like, I feel like we're entering into another, uh, you know, another version of the Brotherhood. So, we're going to see. Okay. So, we're going to see what's going on. I like it. But, yeah. Hey, you're branding your beard. Is like it looks like a, my, a lion's mane with like yeah. all these kind of like streaks and stuff. It's like yeah. what it made me think of when I looked at the logo. It's like oh, on the logo, lion like, right. yeah. yeah, yeah. You got the lion's mane, bro. <laughs> What's up, man? What's up, man? You got the lion's mane, man. Right. Yeah. So for our listeners, uh, you might be wondering who this voice is. We got a new voice in the house. This is our brother, uh, Deacon Jason Moore. What's going on, bro? Nothing much, just chilling with the brothers. Chilling with the, you're in the brother hut, bro. Woo, in the brother hut studios. Been, uh, yeah, I've been wanting to come on with you guys. You guys have asked me, you know, for whatever reason, it just hasn't worked out. But finally, I'm on the brother hut. He's on the hut. It's because uh, you've been busy, bro. You've been doing all kinds of stuff. Right? <laughs> I've been like busy, yeah. House yeah. projects, maybe. There's so, a, yeah, a few house projects we have all around here. <laughs> so, so, bro, and you know, Brandon, you know, Jason's our, our, our handyman, bro. Like, you remember that, so. Yes, I'm he's aware. He's like, yes. you know, super busy. He is a handyman to have around, no <laughs> doubt about it. But, and nah, a great man. brother, too, yes. Oh, yeah, so we're happy to have you on board, bro, in the hut. Yeah, happy to be here. Yeah, so appreciate it. And um, yeah, man, hoping to talk about maybe uh, a little bit about your life and the ministry that you do, um, you know, why why you do what you do, how you do what you do. Um, but yeah, if you can, let's see, what, 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 do, you, what do you got, man? Tell us who you are. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, I, uh, I don't know where to start, but uh, yeah, basically... Um, I'm from Colorado. I uh, was born in Denver, grew up in the the foothills, kind of the mountainous area west of Denver. Um, nice. And uh, yeah, went to 
Mullen High School there in Denver. It's the uh, the. Oh, you went to Mullen. You went to Mullen High. Oh, I didn't know that. Yep. Sweet. And then uh, after that, went to Regis University. uh, Got my degree in computer science and mathematics, and uh, yeah, nice. From there, various jobs because uh, the dot com bubble burst at that point, and uh, took me some yeah. Waiting tables for a while. I was doing uh, some uh, mail order windows cleaning supplies, <laughs> like helping <laughs> to fulfill orders. Some telemarketing. I was one of those yeah, horrible. Really doing <laughs> everything right. Uh, yeah. yeah, bartending. Eventually, I the uh, parish I I grew up in. I started doing the maintenance there, yeah. and that's kind of how I learned a lot of the the little uh, maintenance things. Like, Just kind of, I don't know. That's cool. I, some of that stuff's intuitive to me, but uh, yeah. some of it I learned there and. That's cool. Uh, wait, yeah. wait. So you you were a bartender, I didn't. Yeah. I think you so. I think you told me that before. Yeah, okay, yeah. Okay. So yeah, waited table. Well, waited tables more cool. than uh, bartending. Actually, I started the bartending after I had uh, was starting working at the parish. So I still continued to wait tables on the weekends, and then uh, hmm. they needed a bartender at one of the places I was working. Bro, was that's like, cool. Oh, yeah, that'd be. What's your favorite drink to make? Oh man, there's a lot. Right? Uh, <laughs> I would just like a, a kettle one dirty martini. That's uh, that's my. Wait, what my is favorite it? drinks, and it's just, uh, just a little bit of vermouth. I just used a teeny little bit of dry vermouth, and then uh, kettle one vodka, and a little bit of the brine from some green olives. Oh, nice! And then you shake that all up with uh, ice, and uh-huh. then you pour it through a strainer, and you get these little tiny pieces of ice that float on the uh, <laughs> on the <laughs> the top of the liquid, and yeah. ooh, when they come in your mouth, it's delicious. Yeah, and, uh, nice. yeah. You, uh, when they come. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds <Yeah>. delicious. <laughs> Garnish it with a couple yeah. olives, but yeah, it's kind that's of cool. uh, not too complicated to make, but a yeah. nice, delicious drink. So that's cool. Well, you know that comes in handy because the Capuchin Friars are known for their brew making, and and <laughs> and uh, we 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 took that challenge, right? We did a little bit of that in the summertime. I was hoping you out for that. That was cool. Yeah, yeah, I did. Uh, yeah, we only got uh, one brew in so far this year we did uh some i've done some previous years more but uh yeah it's uh it's 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 kind of fun kind it of as fun, part yeah. of our uh tradition uh you know saint conrad who were mm-hmm. our province is named after he was mm-hmm. um the broom you know the in porter, the, huh? right the porter and but instead of like getting bread sometimes they would be giving out beer to the different farm people that uh, right. were hungry or yeah. in need so um, so yeah, we definitely brewed some beer and, uh, gave it yeah. to some poor people. And so, yeah, it was cool. It was a, it was a lot of fun, but no, man, definitely good to have uh, all the skill set that you bring to the house. So mm-hmm. yeah, really cool. But yeah. you're a deacon now. So, and up for priesthood, bro. Damn, you pumped or what? Yeah. Yeah. No, Dang, it's, well, that's it's, gonna be cool. it's one of those things where, yeah, kind of, uh, the last semester of school. And so, uh, you know, senioritis is uh, kicking in. Yeah, hitting it pretty hard right now. So you remember that man, feeling, you, Brandon? You, you, you had senioritis for like five years, man. Well, that's true. That's true. <laughs> yeah, it's more acute right now, though. So <laughs> I've got a case of acute senioritis. Kind of wearing yeah. off, you know. Yeah. Amen. Amen. I don't know. Different times during school. It's. I mean, I, I think in philosophy, it was. Uh, yeah, it was kind of fun to go and do some philosophy because when I first went to school, I actually 
Uh, philosophy was a major too, so I was like yeah. a triple major. But to graduate what? on time, I dropped the philosophy. And Dang, bro. Um, but it was actually cool to get back into the philosophy. And uh, yeah. theology is fun. It's a kind of a different uh, kind of mindset, and uh, the way you're thinking about it is different. So it's uh, you know there's some yeah. challenges and some really interesting things to talk about. Um, but also, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, there's some excitement as uh, you know. Well, I, I, like you said, I am. I was ordained a deacon back in uh, March, so um, eleven months ago or so. And uh, oh, damn. yeah, it's been eleven months. Yeah, yeah. So, and then uh, yeah, moving towards uh, priesthood. So, kind of just, uh, I got a taste of the full-time ministry last year i was uh we kind of do an internship year during our studies and so i got to work in jails and prisons and really uh i mean there's some challenges with it but i really love the ministry of being with the people um Mm -hmm. in those places they're really in need of uh hearing god's word and some encouragement and for sure um, you know just the love of christ and so it's uh really touched me a lot and so Mm -hmm. the excitement to be with the people and serve in that way is definitely building so it's uh so that you know that just counteracts the, the, the school because you're like sitting in the classroom and it's like okay I'm ready to go now but uh, yeah kind of gotta mm-hmm. wait wait and uh, do that in proper timing so but mm-hmm. yeah. you know it's uh, yeah all with God's time so just gotta be patient a little bit longer and hopefully everything goes smooth for ordination I still haven't uh, yeah still need to be approved for that so. Oh, I got yeah. your, I got your, I got your evaluation sitting back there. <laughs> I still gotta do this. Right? That's right. <laughs> they asked me for a second opinion. I said, oh. <laughs> <laughs> "You ain't, you haven't ordained this guy yet. What you thinking? Eleven months now. That's crazy. No, man. I think yeah. though that's true. Though it's hard to like, you know, because we're in school for so long. It feels like, you know, I mean, I, I don't got. Half is what Brandon got. What he had like twelve years of schooling or whatever. But <laughs> no. but you know it's, it's it's like it's hard because we're in school for so long. It feels like and then you know it feels like uh, you know it's too late for ministry or like you know you get worn down with school and you know you're I think you're totally right where you have like that ministry that sort of gives you that energy, mm-hmm. you know that ministry energy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, school is like a necessary thing so we can be properly educated to to do ministry in the right way and have the, the proper knowledge base. But yeah, during the time of studies that it just uh, has a feel of unbalanced, like so much focus on school and everything. But mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I think uh, not that we don't get to do ministry, but uh, yeah, it's just nice when we get to do the yeah kind of the, the things that we, we're excited to do as we sure. join the friars, you know, mm-hmm. we're friars, bro. We're friars, bro. We're, we're friars, friars, bro. Man. Dang. Final vows and everything. Yeah. 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 yeah so. so, yeah, that's one. Uh, I don't know. Obviously, I don't expect you to know the future, Brother Jason, but do you think there's any chance we'll ever get back in the prisons for ministry again? I hope so. It, it won't be. Yeah, next year, um, if everything goes as planned, I, I'm, I'll probably be in a uh, parish because I think that's kind of um, mm. how they, you know, the, in general, the how we... Uh, yeah go from school because it's good to you know work under somebody and mm-hmm. uh, kind of work in that sacra like regular regular sacramental ministry mm-hmm. um and the parish is a good place for that so probably um that's that's my expectation at least uh, is that i'll probably be in one of those areas i don't know that at all but uh sure. um you know but there's also some opportunities in some places uh uh to assist in that even if i'm in a parish so um uh, 
Yeah, because I really I was, did I, enjoy it, and there's just a lot of opportunities. And uh, yeah, uh, yeah. I was more talking about uh, because of the coronavirus. Oh, corona! I, yeah, you think they're ever gonna let people back in? Uh, well, have you heard anything? N- um, well, they want me to update my uh, my uh, <laughs> my information. I need to like redo. They need to redo my. Uh, Oh, uh, background check and things like that. Yeah, oh, like, there's n- yeah did you commit any? <laughs> have you committed any new crimes <laughs> since we last saw you, bro? <laughs> but uh, yeah, well, for long term, because so like uh, Deacon Howe, who I was uh, working with in the the ministry, some of the places they've actually because if you're if you do it in an official capacity for the prisons, then they are letting people. So he's actually. Um, I think it's with the state of Colorado that he's uh, mm. now like uh, like basically it's like a volunteer chaplain, but it's uh, oh, okay. rather than working um, just like, specifically for the church, he's also um, the state or something. Yeah, part of oh, the wow. part of the system, okay. so he can actually go in and and do some ministry and yeah. stuff sure. now. So that's that's actually uh, okay. great to to hear that because yes. it's. Uh, yeah, in some sense, it was kind of heartbreaking to to leave there at that time because, you know, I had a couple, especially with for like the RCIA classes, a couple uh, groups oh, of people yeah. preparing for sacraments, and then, uh, yeah, we couldn't do any of that. So, yeah, it was, uh, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah, bummer. Should we should we tell the story of the cake? Yeah, oh. yeah that's one of that's one of my favorite stories about prison ministry, man. I yeah. don't know this story. Go. No. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, um. So yeah, when I was working in the one of the prisons in Colorado uh, with some of the women, there was an RCI class that we would have, and we would have uh, faith sharing and and that kind of thing, mm. um, focusing on the the gospel and the different uh, readings for the uh, upcoming Sunday. Yeah. And uh, one time I was just sharing, uh, I don't even remember exactly what it was, what the the gospel was, but I was just talking about my. Uh, something in relation to my upcoming ordination because uh, I was going to be ordained a deacon um, in just a couple weeks or something like that. Yeah. And we hadn't uh, discussed that at, before at the, the class. And uh, they're like, you're going to be ordained? When are you going to be ordained? And so they really wanted to know. And so um, I was like, oh, it's coming up in a couple weeks. And we kind of started to talk about it. And it was, yeah. yeah, they were all excited. And they were like, oh, we got to we got to throw a celebration for you. We're going to make you a cake. And I was like, what? And they're like, yeah, no, it's awesome. We get this stuff from the commissary. So you take these uh, cookies and you break them down and you take the frosting out of them. And so they like had this whole recipe for this cake and they were going to make me this cake. And it was just like, I was almost like brought to tears. Cause it was just yeah, like wow. one yep. of those like times where it was like, I mean, these women that are in prison that like really don't have anything. I mean, not even freedom and stuff. And the little mm-hmm. that they have, they wanted to share with me to celebrate wow. my ordination. It was just like one of those times I was just like, yeah, powerful. so humbling and uh, powerful. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah, I mean, God was very present in that moment for sure. So it was, yeah. uh, <laughs> yeah, That's no, I said, cool. yeah, that, that was definitely one of my favorite moments with the, within yeah. the prison and just, uh, that connection that uh, you make with the people, you know, for sure. That's cool. But then Corona came and stole your prison cake. Yeah, that's true. So yeah. that was the last so, week I was there with them, and I did not get to go back in. What? And so I never got the prison cake. So I got the yeah. promise of a prison cake, but uh, no prison cake. <laughs> but, yeah, how beautiful that, you know, like, yeah, people with nothing were, you know, were willing to share with those, yeah, who come and minister the word of God to them. So, yeah, yeah that's a really, that's powerful lesson, man. Yeah, for sure. 
that's one ministry that I hope I can get into in the future, man. It seems very powerful. Mm-hmm. Like just you know the the few the like the stories that I've heard, you know, this one here, and then some of my Navishi classmates did did some uh, prison ministry, mm-hmm. and they had some mm-hmm. good good things to say. So in California, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, there, um, I forget the name of it. Lompoc, Lompoc, yeah, the Lompoc, yeah, Lompoc yeah. prison. So yeah. yeah, it's one of those um, ministries that it takes a lot of patience because mm-hmm. there's a lot of hoops you got to jump through just to get in there and then once you're there sometimes there's something going on so you're supposed to be in there doing something <laughs> right. and they're like oh you can't go in right now or oh, right. i got canceled today and you know you prepared something or uh, sometimes the guards aren't very cooperative and they don't won't let the people know that you're there for something and mm-hmm. oh man so there's just all these different kinds of things but uh you know when it works it's beautiful and other times it's frustrating but uh yeah it's just uh you know Mm-hmm. increasing patience and humility sure. and all those kind of things too so yeah and that's in your third year right third year of or second year of, oh that no you said that was rcia year so that's the second year right no no that well that was for my because i did it as part of my internship year so that was after oh. my third year of theology oh, so that okay. was when i was not really mm. doing school and typically we do that inside of a parish but since i had uh, worked in a parish for a number of years before i joined I asked to to go straight in to to yeah. to, to do uh, prison ministry or yeah um, I think there was a couple of, I I also offered to do uh, a year in a hospital also yeah yeah so but I just wanted to do something a little bit different since I had worked sure. in a, a parish before and so then this year part of that agreement was that during the school year I'd be working in the parish so I'm working at uh, St Padre Pio here in San Antonio how providential is that man that was cool. <laughs> uh. Yeah, our Capuchin brother was like waiting for you, bro. Open arms, come on down, bro. <laughs> now that's a neat parish, huh? It is, yeah, and it's really uh, vibrant. And uh, we actually had some uh, other connections with that through uh, some of our other brothers that ministry minister through Focus. There, we had some uh, some of the parishioners there for some of the Focus events, and uh, mm-hmm. yeah. So then, just able to connect the through them, through some of the young adult ministry that, uh, like when you were doing the uh, oh, yeah. praise and worship, uh, yeah. we got to connect with some of those people. And then, um, yeah, just the parish. I mean, mm-hmm. the, it was the people that chose uh, Padre Pio as the patron for that church. And so, oh. um, yeah, it was yeah. The, the first Capuchin to serve in there. And uh, I think, uh, you know, like Father Francisco and maybe some of the other guys have uh, been there. Done been some there ministry. For, yeah, done some, uh, mm. had uh, been able to... Um, celebrate mass there at different times, mm. but um, cool. But yeah, it's cool to kind of bring some of the Franciscan spirituality and mm-hmm. that kind of thing to the to the parish. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Saint Padre Pio. Pray for us. Saint Padre Pio, pray for us. Yeah. So, I, uh, Jason, uh, one of the things people often want to know about the brothers is, um, you know, how we knew we were called to religious life. And then, like, what attracted us to the yeah. different orders? And, like, how did we decide to join the Capuchins? Just wondering if you could share some of that experience with the people. Yeah. Um, well, I guess the question of uh, religious life, that was... So I had uh, I had a bit of a lengthy discernment. Uh, but, you know, it was over the... Well, I think probably within a year I kind of knew. But maybe... But it was over the course of two years before I actually joined uh, the Capuchins. Yeah. Okay. Um, and part of that, you know, I I was very influenced by uh, now Saint 
John Paul II. Oh, um, our boy. And, uh, yeah. yeah. So, I, I mean, I saw him at a couple of World Youth Days and just was really influenced by him. And I was like, oh, maybe being a parish priest would be pretty awesome. But also one of the pilgrimages. So when I was just when I graduated high school, I went to um, World Youth Day in Paris. Mm-hmm. And part of that trip, we got to go to Rome and to Florence and Assisi. And so when we were in Assisi, I really didn't know much about St. Francis. But we got to, like, uh, go where Francis was and one of my... Uh, my good friend that was with me on the trip, he had uh, f- taken Francis as his confirmation name. Um. And so as we were there, he's like, this is where Francis took his clothes off and gave them to his dad. And then he's like explaining uh, all this. Yeah. As yeah. You're and so cool. like, it's, you know, the saints coming alive as we we're there. And so, and it's, there's just something special about Assisi. It's like just a peaceful place. And so when I was there, you, you just have a sense. And so that we were up at the, uh, the hermitage or the carcery up above where the uh, caves are where francis would pray and we got to have mm. mass there outside Ooh. on like the stone altar what? and uh we were kind of in a hurry because we were supposed to be down at the bus pretty quick but uh it was just like um it was almost like just time stopped and there was just like this really um you know i want to say magical but probably more like mystical kind of moment where it's just mm. like um there's kind of a worry, but then we were just able to be there with uh, in mass. And as we were leaving, there was like these doves that flew up, and it was just like everything's gonna be okay. Oh. And uh, yeah. we're trying to hurry down, and then all of a sudden, this cab with uh, some of the uh, other people from our group were there, and so like all these people jam inside this cab <laughs> so we can get down to the bus in enough time. And it was just like an amazing place. So that was kind of one of my my starting of liking uh, Francis. And then okay. um, yeah, there were some other. And actually, on that trip, it was uh, interesting. One of the uh, Capuchins was the uh, kind of spiritual leader for us on that trip. And then um, it was just after Charles Chaput, uh, Archbishop Charles Chaput was named Archbishop of Denver. Mm-hmm. And so he was actually in his habit. And uh, oh. yeah, he the, the guide uh, introduced us because, uh, yeah, because, you know, p- part of the same province. And yeah. so... Um, so there was some interaction that way. The the friars would come up to the parish to hear confessions and like uh, Lent and maybe Advent too. But yeah. uh, they'd come at different times to hear confessions and um, and then also just when I was in high school. No, I guess it was with well maybe it started in high school. There was some at a Annunciation Parish where uh, Father Brandon is. There's uh, we used to have a ministry called Rachel's Place. This girl i went to high school with she died in a car accident and she was involved in ministry mm. down there and so we there was this program that was started there this after school program and uh, when i went to college i was more involved in that so um yeah. yeah it was just kind of like an after school program for the for the middle schoolers there try to keep them a little bit out of trouble and uh, give them some uh, some guidance word. yeah some guidance nice. good word and just yeah just hang out with them um there was time for you know playing basketball and playing games and different things and time for, you know, talking about God and, and some of those kind of things. And so there's just kind of a lot of uh, coincidences or um, different ways that I had served that really seemed to coincide with the Friars. Mm-hmm. Um, and in high school, I also did, uh, we had a, a ministry to the homeless where we worked with this uh, Baptist church where we'd go and provide a, a meal for the homeless oh. uh, like once a month or yeah, I think it was something, something like that. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, that was just, you know, kind of my introduction into serving the poor. And it was like one of those things where, you know, hadn't had that many interactions with uh, homeless people, but then like 
I started to meet the people, and it was just like, oh, these are just normal people. And, people but they're yeah. like, you know, had difficulties or whatever. And so um, to be able to be with them was uh, kind of a cool thing and to, to serve in some way. So just those little kind of things were things that I thought about as I started to look at uh, different ways I could uh, um, serve as a priest. So I felt, I mean, definitely my first initial call, it was just uh, actually back when I went to World Youth Day in Paris, I felt a little bit of a call to the priesthood. And um, yeah, I was also, well, I met a girl on that uh, trip a bit too. And and I was like, well, what's, you know, I hadn't really dated in high school and I was like, I don't know what to do. And so, you know, I talked to a priest at the university that I was at and he was like, well, if you feel like dating, go ahead and date. That's okay. And so, um, you know, the feeling just kind of went away. And so Mm. when I did feel, you know, I was helping out with uh, the youth group at the the church I was working. And as I was uh, praying, I was just, I had made a decision actually to go to medical school and I had made steps to do that and I'd done that in kind of a logical way and I was just mm-hmm. kind of asking God what he wanted for me kind of because uh, also with relationships and other things in my life things weren't aligning as I, as I would like but I had made these decisions and uh, it seemed like a good idea but just was asking God what he wanted for my life and uh, just kind of all that I had been searching for was kind of unlocked my mind and it was like this is, you know, the the idea of the priesthood came in my head, and I was like, oh, I've, I've, I've looked at that before, and then uh, I, so I kind of pushed it away, but then it came back, and I was like, is that what you want for me? And it was really more, I could see that God did want that for me, but also that was kind of the answer to what I've been looking for, to what I've been searching. Ooh. And so, yeah. uh, so kind of the first initial thought was definitely about priesthood, and so then, I, you know, I kind of, like I said, you know, John Paul II, I kind of looked at him to see, uh, maybe there's something there and uh, did a couple little uh, I had some uh, vocation retreats with the, the archdiocese and then <clears throat> excuse me I had uh, yeah I looked at the Capuchins they were one of the first groups that uh, responded to me I looked at some other Franciscan orders oh, yeah. um, the Salesians because I had done a lot of work with youth ministry oh uh, yeah Don um, Bosco yeah yeah so um, yeah, there was a number, and the Paulists were another one that I looked at for a bit because uh, they, you know, I had a, a degree in computer science and they did a lot of stuff with media and that kind of things. And so I was like, oh, maybe them. Um, but yeah, I think what it came down to in the end was just uh, I had spent some time with the Friars and it was just like, man, these guys are just really down to earth, but they're like serious about loving Jesus and serving mm-hmm. God. And um, that yeah. just really connected with me, you know? So I, I just felt like there was somebody I could relate with, somebody I could be real with. And so, yeah, in a sense, just kind of felt like home, like uh, a natural progression for me. So, yeah. Cool. cool. Yeah, I, th- I, I mean, it seems like out of a lot of the friars, that's what they say. You know, it's like when I met the community, when I like experienced the community, it's like hand in glove. Like, you you know, like you, you that's that's the place, seems like. But it, it's always interesting, like how that comes once you meet the community. You know, like we wouldn't know that unless you encounter the friars experience, the community life and mm-hmm. what it's like. But yeah, I like that. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah, that that feeling of home that was definitely there for me, you know, in my discernment, too. When I was with the brothers, I felt like I was at home. So, yeah, yeah Jason, thanks for sharing that. Yeah, yeah, thanks, man. yeah you bet. Yeah. I think that helps people like understand us as just like normal people trying to love God and figure out life, but also like just give them a sense of it's not really as complicated as maybe people like lay people think it is like, 
you know, you just you pray and you listen for God and then you try some things out and you wait and see what feels like home and then you say then you give it a shot. So. Yeah. 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 I mean and it's <clears throat> it's an ongoing process too because even even though it was like, oh, this is the right place, as soon as I like showed up as a postulate and I was like, oh my gosh, what have I done? Like what's going you know, like <laughs> <laughs> wrong place, wrong place. No, right? <laughs> it's kind of uh yeah, yeah just like such a new experience and it was like uh very disorienting and yeah. I don't know, but uh and there's different times where it's like God's given an opportunity to to grow closer and to really have faith, you know? Yeah. So it's not like a certitude about the whole thing as you go through the process. It's more of like uh, God calls you and uh, you have an opportunity to respond. And he, I mean, there was definitely a lot of grace and uh, a lot of peace as I was like in the time of discernment where I was trying to figure things out. Mm. Um, and then along the way with the friars, there's some of that too, but there's also opportunities where, you know, it just feels like, well, I'd, I don't really know anymore, God, what's going on? Like, this doesn't quite, you know, I'm having difficulty here, or I don't understand why we do this, or, um, you know, right. there's all these questions that start to bubble up, and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes our, how we envision religious life is not how um, mm. we actually live it out, and so coming to terms with those different things and understanding yeah. it in mm-hmm. a deeper way, um, yeah, it's just an opportunity to grow in faith and um to trust God as we go along that way. Cause there's always, you know, there's like definitely some questions, but uh, I would say by the, the time I arrived to final vows, it was, you know, I, I don't know if I would say I was ever a hundred percent, but it was definitely like no other options even seemed close to, to mm. this option, you know? So it was yeah. just like all, all those things. I mean, of course, you know, having a family and uh, being married and all those kind of things are still attractive. And, uh, but in the end it, you know, there's uh yeah it's 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 a choosing of uh between two goods you know so there's something sure. that uh mm. i really felt that i was called to and uh a way i could exercise who god made me to be in a in a nice way life. man yeah. now we got J- bro jason with us man Woo. yeah we do dang oh yeah fist bump. <laughs> we got brandon on zoom right now so let's get a little air bump air fist That's bump right. across state lines there yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, that's cool, man. Um, so how many World Youth Days did you go to? You said three? Because oh. you went to Paris. You went well, to I went Germany to, when went I went to Denver. Too. So Denver was 93. Oh, yeah. And then I went to Paris in 97. I went to Germany, which was, I don't know, 2001 or 2003. Okay. Went to uh, Sydney. Dang, you went to like five then. And then uh, Madrid. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's always powerful. I'm hoping we get yeah. to go to Portugal. Portugal's coming up, I think, 2023. It'd be cool if we can yeah. go. Yeah. Yeah, I've never been to one as a friar, which would be awesome. There was always that a ton one, of friars. Yeah. That would yeah. be amazing, bro. Yeah, yeah like be before fun. I entered the community, I went to uh, Brazil in 2013. Oh, yeah. oh, that's right. And that was powerful, man. Like oh. just yeah, sleeping on the beach in Copacabana and like Pope <laughs> Francis and wow. just everything about it was was really powerful. That's cool. But yeah, yeah, yeah. There's something about like in in some way, like. When I was younger, there was like a sense of church as, you know, you go to people to church with these people and you kind of understand uh-huh. church in a more local way. But then when you go there and it's like, whoa, there's all these so people many people are so many the church people. and they want to come here and praise yeah. God and like celebrate uh, like mass all yeah, together, yeah, like, like, celebrate oh, mass and, and learn more about the faith. And like yeah. it's just really powerful. And like, oh, man, just mm-hmm. as you're singing together and, all you know, it's just. 
man, you can just really feel the spirit mm-hmm. flowing, and it's mm-hmm. just, yeah, mm-hmm. incredible. Yeah. That's cool. It is crazy. Yeah, I've never been to any World Youth Days. I have a... Uh, yeah, I'm hungry for the world to be done with this virus and open back up so we can yeah. have I know, giant man. events and be together again. So, yeah, yeah it's going to be a great day. When that day comes, it's going to be a great day, huh? We're going to yeah. be, Whoa. But today is the best day ever. So. Uh, yeah, today's the best day ever. It's weird no how doubt that about so. it, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. So, well, when we when we first started, um, as you were talking, bro, uh, it kind of reminded me of two uh, saints throughout the conversation. And the first one was uh, um, uh, St. Joseph. We, we, we mentioned him, St. Joseph, sort of a few episodes ago, but just like that, that masculine example of virtue, you know, in a, in a, in a, in a person and how he exempl, you know, in his work, you know, the holy handyman and like how he sort of raised the person of Jesus Christ, um, you know, from childhood up, you know, so that kind of, uh, came into my mind as you were talking, um, you know, the handyman, holy yeah, handyman yeah. of Joseph. And then number two, the second one was St. Paul, like, who firsthand experienced, you know, prison and jail. And so I was just thinking mm-hmm. of that, you know. But, yeah, it would be, you know, just cool to, I guess, reflect on that throughout my meditation today. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, those are good saints. Mm-hmm. Oh, sure. So, Jason, any any wisdom for our our humble listeners? Anything you'd like to impart, or any other fun stories? We got a lot of those. No. <laughs> I'm sure there's fun stories. Like, um, uh, uh, what happened? Oh, well, that one, that funny one. Whenever we were trying to cook wings for the Super Bowl, remember? And there was. <laughs> Uh-oh. We were trying to cook uh, wing. We had all this food planned out. We we're gonna make this food, and uh, we were gonna cook wings, right? Yeah, it? no, as well. So yeah, we were, you know, kind of just for the Super Bowl. It was like, oh, everybody pitch in a little bit, and we'll do all these different things. So I was like, oh, I'll cook some wings, and we have like a big uh, turkey fryer that we can. We have uh, some oil and stuff, and so oh, yeah, um, I'd actually fried some uh, turkeys in that uh, for Thanksgiving. And oh yeah. Yeah, I think there was a couple other times I'd I'd used it, but uh, but as you know, I'm trying to get ready for that and start to cook. So I got some wings, and there was also some spring rolls I was going to fry in there. So I'm, got the I'm, oil going and everything. Huh? Well, so yeah, I got the <laughs> so I put the oil on, and I'm like running around trying to find this stupid uh, thermometer. I think it was even before that, but then I looked and I couldn't find it. And so I was running around again trying to find it. And I was yeah. like, anybody seen this thermometer? I can't find it anywhere. Well. Uh, that, you know, there's a big lid that goes on top of this pot, and everybody likes to use that lid for different things. And so, oh, yeah. the I think the thermometer was on that lid at one point, and somebody took it off, and the thermometer dropped inside the oil, and nobody uh, <laughs> let me know about that. So it was um, <laughs> it was it was actually a good a good thing that I uh, I, I thought of it as the oil because the oil still wasn't quite hot enough, still wasn't quite hot enough, and I was like, uh, I wonder if that thing's in there. So I went and <gasps> with the I had a, like, like a, a little, uh, yeah, a like a little strainer thing that I was going to get the, the wings out of uh-huh. the oil. And, uh, yeah, there was the thermometer and all the plastic oh, on no. it was all melted. So I was like, well, we're not having wings because <laughs> <laughs> that, that oil is ruined. No. So, 
<laughs> Fried thermometer. It's yeah, up all right. Right. It's <laughs> yeah, What are we having for supper, bro? We got a fried oh, thermometer. Man. But God, yeah, there was yeah. plenty of food and all that. So yeah, yeah, it was no big deal. But uh, yeah. <laughs> Fried thermometer. I love man. it. Now, what's the. Uh, I know at one time you were thinking about doing like a YouTube channel or like a blog and you were going to oh, have a. I, yeah. I can't remember what the name was going to be. Uh, oh, snap. I didn't know that. Bro, we got to collab. Was it, no. Friar of all trades or something like that? But, Instead of jack yeah. of all trades? Brother of all trades, maybe? Something like that. Yeah. yeah. But then I was like, you should call it the Jason of all trades, like to play on the jack. But Oh, yeah. Yeah. Jason, jack, yeah. Yeah. So I was, because I mean, I'm like uh, Brother Vinny was saying, I'm, you know, there's like lots of little, little projects. projects around here that I'm working on. So like this summer, I was working on uh, making some uh, stations, which I'm still in process yeah. with but uh you know there's uh the sprinklers around here i was oh yeah you know fixing the system and then there's like pipe breaks and those kind of things there's uh-huh. uh i think the uh the one that you suggested when you're still here brandon was uh i was gonna do some works on some brakes or something and uh, oh yeah you're gonna <laughs> show how to change uh, the brake pads on a car yeah yeah because yeah. you're also a great cook too and a brewer it's like uh, yeah, just be. I know it's a lot of work to you know make YouTube <laughs> videos and everything, but yeah, someday, someday we'll have Jason of all trades. Jason of all trades. Yeah. yeah, just how to video, how it's made. You know, yeah, yeah that kind of because I did start. I did record a couple things as I was making stations, and I was gonna put. But I was like, uh-huh. yeah, it's a lot more work than. Yeah. yeah. Well, I well, just in general, I think I, I can do a lot more things than I can in the the amount of hours there are in the day it's like oh, that's this right and this yeah. and this and it's like oh i didn't get any of that stuff done yeah because <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, you're also a computer with... guy too you know i've gone to you with computer questions before and you've always been able to, to point me in the right direction so yeah yeah, yeah definitely... i mean like just today so today i was oh, the... working on uh a printer problem and then i was also <laughs> uh there's like cords that are going in the library for the internet and stuff. And I was uh, putting up conduit and stuff for that, uh, oh. you know, class and, uh, <laughs> yeah. prayer and yeah, prayer. all kinds of stuff, man. All right. <laughs> Holy handyman, bro. Very cool. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's a nice change of pace to have some projects like that to work on to mm-hmm. yeah. do some work with your hands. Cause there's like definitely a, a dignity with doing work and oh, like, for sure. Uh, uh, also a certain satisfaction of doing something and seeing the, the product of it and that kind of thing. So um, it's a nice change of pace from school work. So when it's like my brain's like, I'm done, it's like I can just go do some something. That's, Let me go do some manual work. Yeah, yeah. not exactly so not like completely mindless, but it's just I don't have to do the same thinking or mm-hmm. whatever as I do with uh, mm-hmm. work. Yeah. And it like gets your heart rate up and makes you feel good, all that kind of stuff. For sure. Yeah. Awesome. That's cool. Sweet man. Well, I think it's about that time. You got any shout outs, bro? We talked about we went through a lot of things. I'm gonna uh, you got any shout outs? Um I guess not. I don't know. They'll come to, <laughs> what do you got? <laughs> uh, I'll give some shout outs and you can think about it. Okay. All right. Don't so take yeah, my, my shout outs. I got shout outs. Don't give me okay, don't, don't steal my shout outs. No, I'm just kidding. What? Nothing to go. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, I guess it, w- it wasn't this last weekend, but the weekend before, I uh, I talked about in my homily, uh, 
like ways that we could grow closer to Jesus. And one of them was like praying with music. Yeah. So I mentioned your album, okay, and Brother Vinny, and I mentioned that we had a uh, podcast going on. You so said that in the, you did a, that in the homily. Uh, you what? You did that in the homily. Uh huh. Oh, nice, bro. Yeah, yeah. and so we broadcast uh, all the Sunday masses, all the daytime Sunday masses on Facebook. So there's a man in the parish who hasn't been able to come back in person yet, but he was watching, and his name is Kevin Krogan, and he subscribed to the podcast, and he said he bought your album. Oh, snap. Nice. So cool. shout out to Kevin. Thanks for shout checking out. us out. He's a, shout out to Kevin. I think he's about our age. I'm not exactly sure. But yeah, he's into uh, different podcasts and uh, digital media and keeping up, his, you know, flexing his Catholicism muscle with uh, with modern uh, social media events. Sweet. So uh, and then uh, shout out to uh, every everybody from Focus. Uh, they had... The Focus Conference, air quotes around the Focus Con- Conference in Denver. Oh, Seek, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Seek 21. They were only able to have like 100 people every night, but uh, they still had it. And uh, some of the uh, Sisters of Life were here. The keynote presenter, uh, Bethany Madonna, was in town along with two other sisters that do their vocation work. And then uh, because Father Sojan has been gone, uh, I've been saying Mass for them once a month at their convent here in Denver. Yeah. So uh, I got to preach to uh, the keynote speaker <laughs> nice. on uh, Monday morning, and oh. I was, who and was, it? I was, who was nervous. Who, who was so, it? <laughs> Sister Bethany Madonna. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Dang. Yeah. So, but uh, yeah, shout out to Focus and the Sisters of Life. Sweet, bro. That's all I got. Nice, nice. Okay, well, shout out to um, I got shout outs. Well, I mentioned Saint Paul, Saint Saint, not Saint Paul. Who did I say? Saint Saint, Joseph, Saint Paul and Saint Joseph. Yeah. So shout out yeah. to those guys. Keep us in prayers. Nice. <laughs> hey, listen, heck yeah. And then uh, uh, we mentioned um, Padre Pio Parish. So shout out to them, the young adult group there, uh, Maddie, um, a lot of the young adults here in San Antonio for their work getting us involved. So, but shout out to them. All right, man. So, we, is there any other shout outs? I think that's it, right? Uh, shout out to St. John Paul II. Our boy. Yeah, for his uh his witness to the world and uh you know, especially calling on the youth. And so, yeah, yeah. shout out to all the youth out there too that uh you are a big part of the church and uh not something for a future date, but for right now. Well said. That's a good note to end on. I love it. Well, thank you, Brother Jason. I think our listeners have enjoyed getting to know you a little bit. And uh, we will see you all next time. Yeah, it's been a pleasure. Thank you, guys. And uh, God bless you all. Thanks a lot, bro. <laughs> all right, ladies and gentlemen. Ah. See you later, guys. Checking out. This is the Brotherhood. See you in the next episode. Peace. Peace. Peace.